Welcome to Fort Riley, the podcast. Today we are talking about Pride Month, and our guest is Student and Services Coordinator for Diversity and Multicultural Affairs, Dr. Brandon Haddock from Kansas State University. They are keen to make sure that while we observe Pride Month, it's important to remember the history of the struggle to gain recognition and agency to ensure the future is a better place for LGBTQ plus members of our community. Well, I mean, and I, we can start with the Stonewall riots in 1969, right? Okay. I mean, um, so in 69, uh, police raided the Stonewall Inn in New York and uh, in, in down uh, on Christopher Street. And um, they decided to fight back. I mean, there were there were a lot of uh, laws against uh, people being able to dress how they wanted to dress or being able to congregate how they wanted to congregate. Dr. Haddock says one of the rules that he believes was challenging for service members was the don't ask, don't tell policy that has since been abolished. Uh, you know, I think that we can look at uh, the overturn of Don't Ask, Don't Tell as a significant, um, you know, moment in in queer history. But you ask any of our 18-year-olds today what, what Don't Ask, Don't Tell was, they probably can't tell you. Um, they sure can't tell you the date that it was overturned. Um, you know, I think of Dan Choi and, um, you know, folks that... Uh, who were active duty, who were actively getting arrested as well <laughs> um, to protest the, the don't ask, don't tell. Um, and so it, it, it's, I think that by celebrating pride, we should also be celebrating the history. Dr. Haddock also said that the local community has a history that he wants people to know as well. Over the years, we saw smaller communities. It hasn't been until actually very recently um, that we had small communities having pride events. Um, you know, before there was Little Apple Pride, there was Flint Hills Pride, and Flint Hills Pride uh, was a, a organized by a group of individuals from Manhattan and Junction City um, who uh, they got together out at the, at the lake, at Milford Lake, and it was a weekend of just you know a, a building community and and so that was you know really i think that people lose recognition that it, little apple pride was not the first it was um flint hills pride really that was the first in this region fort riley was often seen and i've heard this many many times um i actually worked at excalibur club which was down on 18th street right outside of Trooper Gate there, right? Yeah. Um, and that was a gay bar. And so when I moved to Kansas, and I you know, I had been a bartender in Springfield, I needed some quick cash, I went to work over there at, that, at, the, at the gay bar right next to Fort Riley. And a lot of, I mean, there, it was a huge soldier population. Um, and... This is before the repeal of Don't Ask, Don't Tell. And so you had a lot of individuals and, you know, and having those conversations, the reason they were there at Fort Riley was because they had requested to be there. Because it was, it was known that Fort Riley was relatively safe to be who you were. 
Thank you for sharing, Dr. Haddock, and for your help in placing context on the history of Pride Month. It's important that we remember where we came from to see where we're going. And if you want to know more about contemporary and historical LGBTQ plus initiatives, you can reach out to his office at 785-532-5299. Our own Fort Riley EEO office is also here to help, and they can be reached at 785-239-6698. For Fort Riley, the podcast, I'm Tom Reeves.